words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. So today, I, I want to talk on a topic called more. Thank you. More. More. And I would like to give a backstory to how this topic came about. So, one thing about my work with God is that with me, God is very precise. He's on time. It's, he's, he's, I, I tell this to a lot of people who are close to me that there's no coincidence when it comes to God with me. He's very, if you're close to me, you understand what I mean. It's, he's very accurate. He comes in exact timings, exact dates. I don't believe God is ever late. I don't believe anything can stop the timing of God. So when the Lord comes to me, I know that he's coming on time. So um, when I was in Canada, I think Dami reached out to me. I was like, ah, oh, Pastor Precious, when are you coming? We want to you know, do a roster now. And I was coming in March, but the Lord said, tell her that you'll be available to minister in June, which is like, okay, put me in June. And when I go back, she's like, ah. Oh. I go back, I didn't tell a lot of people. And then she's like, ah, oh, when did you tell me that you were coming? And I said, oh, I just wanted to surprise people. I wanted to see people cry more. <laughs> and, you know, she was like, oh, what's the topic of your sermon? And I said, oh, I don't know. When the Lord speaks, me, I will know. And the Lord is always accurate. So I remember in May, exactly a month ago, May 18th, I was praying in the morning. The Lord whispered this topic to me. He said, more. And I knew it was clear. It was clear as, in fact, I didn't wait. I was waiting for Dami to wake up to send that the topic. So by 6 a.m., I had reached out to Pimo. I had reached out to Dami. I'm like, this is what I had. So how you are going to rephrase? That's the word I had was more. And it's no coincidence that we're in the season of more. And it's no coincidence that today is exactly one day, one month, that the Lord spoke this topic. It's no coincidence that a 21 day fast was bettered and the theme was called Quest for More. So it's imperative that I say exactly what the Lord told me a month ago, regardless of the season that we're in. Because I've battled with delivering this message so much that people are tired of me. So if I see your message one more time, saying you're not going to preach, I'm sure you will block me. Um, so I want us to open our hearts this morning, much more than ever before. I want us to put aside the vessel, because I know sometimes I'm always playful and I look so tiny. I want us to hear what God said, what God is saying. And I pray that today, the God of more, the God that gives more, the God that is never ending, We fill our hearts with a deeper knowledge of Him. 
We fill our minds with a deeper revelation of him. That we are changed today into glory, from glory to glory. And I will never remain the same. In Jesus' name we've prayed. I want to thank you more for the opportunity to stand on stage to deliver this message. Okay. John chapter 3, verse 30. This is our anchor scripture. John 3, verse 30. John 3, 30. Okay. Are we all there? So let's read together. John 3.30. Amen. He must increase, but I must decrease. Um, A couple of months ago during Bible study in my group, one of the things that we mentioned was that everything we do and everything we know comes from knowledge. Um, I remember that you, that you walked into church today and you, you're able to sit on this chair. Remember this was analogy. It's because you know that the chair will not give way. Right? So you didn't test the chair, you just sat. Knowledge. Are we? So it means that Knowledge shapes and forms literally everything. Even the Bible says in Ephesians 1 verse 13, salvation came to you because someone told you. And when the person told you, you now believed that became knowledge and revelation. And in that belief, you worked out, do you understand? You're now working that out daily. So it means that you are either told something or you are shown something. Either you read or someone informs you of it for it to work in you and through you, right? Okay. So I'm going to give this example. If Zek, for example, needs, if Zek is trying to book a ride home, it's easy for Zek to come to me to say, ah, Pastor Precious, I want to book a ride. I don't have cash on me. Can you give me 3K to pay the Uber guy or something? Why can't he come to me? Because he probably knows that I can afford it. Yeah? If, if Zay comes again to me and says, Pastor ah, Fashos, can you drop me at Lekki? He can, he can come to me because he has the understanding that I live around that area. Or he might come to me with a question that, are you going this way? Because he knows that, oh, I can probably, you know, drop him there. Now, if Zek wants 50 million, ah, Zek, will you come to <laughs> Zek now. If Zek wants, or if he wants 50 million, automatically I'm gone from Zek's head. Yes. Because Zek's knowledge of me does not carry the fact that I'm capable of giving him 50 million, even if I have the 50 million, as long as Zek does not know that I have 50 million, he will never come to me to ask for 50 million. If Zek overhears Ibim saying 
that that day, Precious just dashed me 100 M. That moment, they could be able to walk up to me to ask me for that 50 million. Do you see what knowledge does? So it didn't change, like, it doesn't stop the fact that I have the money you get. It's Zek that is limiting himself from collecting that money from me. Right. So knowledge forms everything that we do. And that's why in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30, when the Bible talks about the fact that, oh, you that heavy, heavy burden, you know, come and lay down your burden. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. But he said something there. Let's open that scripture. Matthew 11. There's no. It's good. We're going to. Okay. No, verse 28. Down to 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. 29. Take my yoke upon you. And here is it. And do what? Other version says, learn of me. Because let me tell you something. When I asked the Lord, God, this more that we're asking of, honestly, tell me what is... Because we're just saying quest for more, quest for more, quest for more. But this more that we're asking of, I actually sat down to ask the Lord, what is this more that we're asking you for. And the Lord told me, Precious, you have no idea. You have no clue of what more means in me. You have no clue. And that's why the quest daily is to learn of him. Because if you come to God with a limitation, it's not that God is limited. It's that you have put a cap on what you want to receive from him. And so we don't see endless possibilities in God. Yeah. I want us to read Luke chapter 7, verse 2 to 8. It's the story of the centurion. Luke 7, verse 2. Okay. And a centurion's servant who was dead to him was sick and ready to die. Mm-hmm. Verse 3. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servants. Let's go. And when they came to him, they begged him earnestly, saying that, that the one for whom he should do this was deserving. For he loves our nation, he has built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was already not far from the house, Centurion sent his friend, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am, already, I am not worthy that you should enter my roof. Therefore, I did not think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word, and my servant will be healed. Verse 8. For I am also a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And when I say to one, go, he goes. When I say to another, come, he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does this. 
And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Do you see how knowledge shaped this man's encounter with God? That even Jesus told him, I've not seen. But it was the man's position that created that knowledge of him. The man already knew that if me, a normal centurion, could say, go, and all my servants will go, how much you who is higher than me? You can say, go. And you can say, be healed, and they'll be healed. Why don't waste your, why are you wasting your time, sir? The journey to more is a journey of knowledge. It's a journey of knowledge. Let, let no man deceive you. Because, see, that's why when we are not in the presence of God here, yeah, little problems, they look so big. And the moment you come to God to pray, they look so small. It's not that God increased. You know when we say that you increase, I will decrease. It's not that God increased. It's that your knowledge of him is increasing. And so that problem begins to look so small in the presence of God because your eyes there seeing God in a different dimension. Right. That's the more. That's the more. That's the more. There's this song that says, I, I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh God, forgive me. And I have believed in a lie that you were unable to help. But now, oh God, I see my wrong. Fill my heart and show yourself strong. Yes. And in my heart and in my soul, oh God, be magnified. My surround you be magnified. Oh. You know, some of us are so scared to run after God. Because your definition of love cannot phantom how God has given you a thousand and one chances, a thousand and one prophecies, 
And every time you fall and you cry, God forgive me, you can't phantom the fact that God can actually forgive you. Because you are using your own threshold to determine God's threshold. You know, some of us don't even want to take the step, the first step. Because we already see ourselves messing up. So you can't fathom how, or you can't understand how a God will know that you are still going to do the same thing again and again and again and he will forgive you because you can't even forgive yourself. If someone was under you doing the same things, you would not like the person. So you are defining God by your experiences. I just want to say it this way. God, God is not your mate. That's the best way I can explain it. Because he knows the end from the beginning. He does. He does. That you feel that you're so unworthy. That how can God reveal himself to this extent to me? You are not God. You are not God. A lot of us battle so much with self. You know, that, that thing of you feel like I am not worthy to even stand before him because you, you know what you're doing in the secret. You know how you feel about God sometimes. You know how your heart doesn't even balance so much about him. And because of that, it's, it scares you to take that, to give it all to him. You're not God. When God says he's long-suffering, he is. He's long-suffering. You keep stretching the rope. The rope does not end. And the rope does not get tired. It doesn't get weary. When God says he's love, he is. He defined what love he is. He created love because that's who he is. So if you don't understand that God is constantly in love with you, It's creating walls. It's creating barriers for you to explore the all that God is. So even before you take a step in God, you've already told God, ah, don't use me to this extent. Let me not go and fall your hand. But guess what? You're not the one who qualifies yourself. You, you were already in the world when God saved you. While we're yet sinners, he was the one who came. He saw you in your dirtiest state. How much more when he gave you himself? You already qualify. You already qualify to experience everything that God is. So the first step in running on a quest is knowing that you qualify for the race. Ma, do you understand what I'm saying? The first step, it doesn't matter where you came from. I always say it. Oh, I've done this, I've done that. The dirtiest of the things. See, before you even thought, God knew. And that song, he created enough rivers of grace. The more sin abound, his grace did what? You can't expand the love of God. You can't. See, God has seen enough humans on earth that you all know worse. The only is not bad. Let me tell you. When people tell you, even me as a human being, I've seen people that are worse than you that God has used. No excuses. No excuses. You qualify. Can you tell yourself that I qualify? 
I qualify to be used by God. I qualify. You are overqualified, sir. You know, there was something during the video, someone said something about, I think it was Temi, about how she feels like she wasn't going to, you know, she was talking about how she just felt like she was going to die. Let me tell you something. You can't die. God does not need more patriarchs in heaven. God needs more soldiers on it. So God will rather fight to keep you to walk with him. He needs a man here. In heaven, they are okay. They are already singing. They are waiting. God needs you here. So God still needs you. God still needs you. Amen. Amen. So there are endless possibilities in God. I want to take it this short period to explain what endless possibilities might mean to the best of my ability. Whatever I try to explain now is just 0.0000001 of who God is. But I'll try to expand our minds to how big God is and how much he wants to work in you and through you. And it has nothing to do with you. There's this song in my heart. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Lord, take my feet, touch my Lord, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Why I sang that song was this? What is this? What we define as the endless possibilities in God what we can see in the Bible as the endless possibilities with God. Know that God did it to man, through man, and with a man. Do we agree? Everything we know of God was done with a man. Right? So it means that even the things that we read about in the Bible, the things that we know about are still limited. Because man is, was a factor in it. Do we, do we, do we understand? So it means that what we define as this is how big God is, this is how great God is, is nothing compared to who God really is. It's just an, to an extent of what we've seen God do through a man. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So God gave us the Bible as a guide, as an example, for us to explore all that is we're not limited to the experiences of these men. So you see a lot of firsts, firsts, firsts in the Bible. A lot of first things that God did with men in the Bible. So let me give an example of Enoch. Jude chapter 1 says Enoch was the seventh man from Adam. Right? And Hebrews 11 verse 5 talked about Enoch, how he walked with God and he was not. Because Enoch pleased God. Please God. So Enoch must have seen and understood something in his day that it was possible to walk with God in that way to the point that God took him, yes? So we know that God used to walk with Adam in the Garden of Eve, in the Garden of Eden. 
in Genesis 1. I know that Enoch and Adam, they existed at the same time. Do you know that? Yeah, Bible students, Genesis chapter 5. Adam lived at the same time that Enoch lived. Adam lived for about 936 years. Enoch, 300 and something before, you know. So the Bible says that definitely the, the experience of Adam must have been told to people that ah, there was a time that God used to come and walk with us. So it's we that did not balance too much. Because even his sons at some point, Adam's children, even after Seth and all those things, they also knew about God and they experienced God. So they must have talked about God to that point. So Enoch must have known, low-key, that God was working with Adam. And he clicked something in his head. If God at some point was doing this thing with Adam, he can do it with me now. So, and bear in mind that Enoch was married, he has children. So don't think that Enoch was just every day. Enoch, at 65, he gave it to Methuselah, and then he got daughters and sons. So he had a life he was providing. But the Bible says that Enoch walked with God because he understood the possibilities of doing it. So it is possible to walk with God every day of your life that we please God to the point that who knows what the Lord will do. Because Enoch saw the second coming of Christ. Do you know that Enoch saw the second coming of Christ? We, Jude, Jude 1. Please let's open Jude 1. Jude has only one chapter. So Jude. Yeah, so that we're not looking for. Verse 14. Now Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied about this man also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints. 15. To execute judgment of, on all, to convict all who are ungodly amongst them of all ungodly deeds which they have committed in them. So Enoch knew that there was a second coming of He knew already. God had opened his eyes. He saw these things. So he was working with God. Don't limit God in your life. Don't limit the experiences of God in your life. A lot of us has capped, we've capped our experience because we're looking around us to see who is experiencing much more. Let me know if I should desire it. No. So the, the, what the, what's happening to the church right now is that we're forming step one, step two with God. Step one, be born again. You can wait two years. Then you speak in the Holy Ghost. Then you wait one extra year. Then your tongues might change. Don't rush it. Then we wait. Then so you now say, when we are praying, oh, I received the word. Then you wait another three years so that you can hear God. Then we have now gotten to the point now that prophecy is the in thing. So everybody has, we are now, let's, um, let's get this prophecy. But guess what? After prophecy, what's next? Okay. So we have put cap, even in the body of Christ. Now once I reach this place, ah, I know that I'm already a minister of the Lord. I've uh, for it, like forget about it. So you have given God timetable. Look in your heart. You have given God time. Do you know that the dreams you dream, do you plan to dream them? Do you schedule that God will come to me as a dream? 
Those that see visions, you planned and say, God, show me this vision. 9 a.m., I will see vision. But we have put a cap. Do you understand? The reason why it's okay for you to accept that God showed you a dream, because you, you want a dream. You knew that it's possible. Everybody done the dream. Me too, I can dream. So you saw dream. Right? And the same thing that happens, you put a cap to, uh, this person said, I, I saw a vision. So you saw a vision. I was like, I saw a vision. Tell me. But guess what? The, the, the possibilities of God in the Bible were more than that. Abraham's first encounters, three angels came to meet him. The angel came. They knew that he was an angel. We need to fling off this lead. If you are questing for more, you know that anything can share. I make room. I make room. I make room. Abraham cooks for angels. They, they, they cook for the angel. They eat. Lots, lots, they even, lots even, they, they even held lots. Lots, let's be going. Men even saw the angels in, they wanted to even, you know, you know. They experienced it. When the Lord called Moses, the first encounter that Moses had, someone that even ran away from, was a burning bush, a speaking burning bush. You don't define how much more God wants to show to you. You make yourself ready and available to experience the more. You don't define it. Because who would have thought that the Lord told Moses, drop your rod, he would turn to snake. It has never happened before. Moses did not. Like, do you guys understand how in God things, things are just... How did he, how, how, how? He, Moses, Moses was even given excuse. Excuses, I can't, you know, God said, drop this rod. Then and then he turned to a snake. You know, there was the, there was the, miracle, the miracle that Moses too did not perform, that the Lord told him to put his hand in his pocket and he turned to, it was, it was leprosy. You, you guys know that, right? Read your Bible so you know. Because when the Lord told him to drop his rod, he also told him, put your hand in your cloak. When he brought it out, it was, with that, it was, there was blood pressure on it. And he put it back, he brought it out. And then he was healed. Ha! Where is that same God now? Because one thing I'm sure is that the river never dried up. The river is still flowing. Is that we are already defining what we want to do in the river before we even get to the river. And that's limiting the power and the encounters in church. In these coming days, in this coming season, God has called us to a season of power. God has called everyone, and that's why I said everyone you qualify, as long as your heart wants to see more. You all qualify. You just need to expand your knowledge of what more is and give him a lot of room to receive more. Angels were a normal thing in the Bible. You know that, right? Before, before the coming of Christ, it was normal. Even when Christ came, angel appeared to Mary now. 
Angel appeared to Joseph. Angel even appeared to the shepherds. The shepherds that would even know if they were born again. If they were even for the just they saw. It was so bad that there was a time Peter was in prison and they were praying. And Peter came to knock the door. And they're like, who is it? You're like Peter, like he's me. He said it can't be Peter, it's his angel. Like that's how much they knew Peter angels. That's the voice, that's his angel, it can't be Peter. That's how much he was a regular in that setting. That's how much he was okay. Endless possibilities in God. Endless possibilities in God. Endless possibilities in God. He just wants a man who is willing to go on this journey. He just wants a man who will learn of me. Now, when you take the first step, when you see the rod turns to snake, you take the next step. Water turns to wine. You did not see that coming. And you see the next step. That's why it was easy for Moses to say, show me your glory. Because we jump a lot to Exodus 33. We always fly to Exodus 33. Go and look at what Moses did. Go and look at the encounters that Moses experienced to the point that he could ask that question. Too many. Too many. Too many. Too many. Honestly, if, if, God has, if God does those 10 signs to you, it's like, oh my, reach the point where you, you will die you there. You know, it's easy for you to even wait. Like, <laughs> you will not even be arguing with God at some point. If he says, Joshua told his son to stand. How did he think of it? That the son could stand still. It's the same God now. Like, it's the same God, right? It's the same God, right? He, he told this. How? Where are those experiences in this quest? The Lord said, we've put up walls. We've put up too many walls. Too many. Too many walls. Too many walls. Too many. In Acts chapter 2, the Lord told them, tarry in Jerusalem and wait for the promise. He never told them how it was coming. He never told them what to expect. He told them, wait. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. And I always say that. 120 people collected it. God did not miss one. We're not, men, we're not plenty that only goes with skip one person. Why not? He can fall upon us. Too many, too many experiences. The problem is our mind. Why do you believe that it's easy for God to heal your headache but cannot heal cancer? Why do you believe it? Because you know the technicalities behind how cancer, you know, even drug, they've not found drug for it. But guess what? Jesus saw Peter's mother with a fever. He touched her, the fever left. Jesus was entering the city. He saw a dead man's son. He touched him and said, stand. He stood. The, the, the widow's son. Jesus saw the leper. Go and show yourself. 
He did not take, do you get? There's no, there's no technicality. Technicality is from you, it's not from him. It's from you. It's from you. Let's be honest. It's not, Jesus did not struggle. Fever or headache or blind or lame or everything. He just... We have walls that he needs to break down. Walls that the world has built in our head that we need to break down. So many walls that we need to... We need to break our container for us to receive a lot more than we're experiencing. And that's what we do when we pursue God. Can we take a moment to say that prayer? Break down my walls. Break down the limitations in me. Those things that have conditioned my mind to think that you're not able. You are not big. You are not... Those things that are limiting my experiences of you. Those things that make me feel like God, God can do this one, but God cannot do this one. That we need to help him. We need to assist God. Let's, let's help God. You know, let's help him. Let's help God. He's God by all by himself. Break down your walls. Break down your barriers. Break down those limitations. Those words that have been said to you that makes you feel like I cannot, not through my hands that God can do that. Because God wants to do it through your hands. God wants to do it through your eyes. He said, call to me and I will show you great and mighty things. Things that you do not know of. Call to me. Call to me. Call to me. Great and mighty things. That's what he promised. God's definition of great is nothing close to our definition of great. God's definition of mighty is nothing close to our definition of mighty. He said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. There's so much more in God. It can't take home, see a tapalati, shana matia tosa. Kesukani ante anamashati tosa. Anamati kosa. More of you, more of you. Anamasi kosa tatiska. He must increase. I must decrease. In a kosa tiko back. He can't see. Kanamashanatia. He must increase. We must decrease. And tenepetu tatea. He must increase. We must disappear. Till we come to the end of ourselves. You're focusing too much on your sin. You are focusing too much on your sin. Look unto me, the author and finisher. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Let him take you on this journey. 
He understands that sometimes it's hard to drop all the burdens at once. But day after day, the Lord is going to ease the burden of you. If you seek me with all your heart. If you seek me with all your heart. Dare to believe that God can use you. Dare to believe that God can use you. Dare to believe that God can do the unthinkable with you and through you. Dare to believe it. There was nothing special about Moses. There was nothing special about David. Nothing special. It's the man that knows that God can use him. It's the man that makes himself available to God to use. Amen. You know, take time to study the Bible. Take time to study the Bible. Because he expands your mind. He gives you knowledge of who God is, at least to an extent. It starts your journey. As much as we can use people's experiences right now, know that God is much more, way much more than those experiences. Take time to study the Bible. You see how Philip was teleported. Philip went to preach to the eunuch and they teleported him. It's possible. I know a friend has happened to even in this life. Trances were normal. They let go of themselves. Peter had trances over and over and over again. Even, this, even Cornelius that was not even a juicy he had trance. How much more us? The journey to more is a beautiful journey. I promise you, once you see... Once you see one level of God like this, you, you will be... You can't explain to people. So I, you can't explain it. You're just telling them, me, I know the thing I saw. I know the conviction that... Moses, no, after he saw that burning bush, they did not tell him twice. He said, God, this shall be going. Take time. You know, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 9 talks about how the patriarchs inquired of God. They searched diligently. You know, and we talked about this during the fast. And I sense it strongly to iterate what it takes to search diligently. Because that also defines our waiting. Because, you, you, you know, during the fast we prayed and then we, we, there was a place God talks about persistency. Not giving up. Not giving up. No, it sounds weird that God that wants to give us more would be making us disturb him, disturb him. We'll pray, we'll pray, we'll pray. Just, if you want to give us more, just give us the more now. Do you get what's this? It sounds weird. But do you know what prayer does? Prayer brings you to a place where you can receive what God wants to give you. In fact, prayer shows you what he wants to give you sometimes. Sometimes you don't know, we're just praying. And then sometimes God now opens our eyes at some point to see just a tad bit. 
And then when he recedes, he now tells us what to do to align. Still praying. Then he comes. Because let me tell you something. The only requirements that God has asked of us is to make ready this vessel. Ah, ma, let me tell you something. God is holy. God is glorious. If he wants to fill you, he will not struggle with you. Do you understand? You have to move out of the way. You have to get to the place where you have reached the end of yourself so that he can freely move. No, I used to wonder, why did they pray for 10 days? Why? Why, why did they pray for 10 days in the upper room? Perhaps, because the Holy Ghost came in as a rushing wind, but perhaps the Holy Ghost was here at the door waiting. He was eager like a child when you are wrapping the sweet. The child is like, hurry, 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 give me this sweet now, hurry. The Holy Ghost was already eager. But they had to get ready for 120 people to collect it. Every one of them had to be ready. Every one of their vessels had to be ready. Prayer makes you ready. God will not put his holiness in a dirty vessel. Never. Never, never, never. So when we pray, God is shifting us. God is shifting us to the place where he can pour it all out into. Moses and Joshua were waiting. Seventh day, God said, come. Come. It's not any kind of weight. It's the weight that you know that. Because <sighs> the Holy Ghost is ever ready. The Holy Ghost wants to just, he wants to pour himself. He wants to come in like a mighty rushing wizard. The door. He wants to, like, this door, break it now. Come on, come on, make your, your vessel ready for me. Come on, more, more, more. I'm, I'm ready. That's why the moment the Holy Ghost saw that these people were ready, like a mighty rushing wind, he broke down that door. He broke down that door. Nothing can stop the move of God when a vessel is ready. Nothing, ma. Nothing. Nothing. It's like a tap. Nothing stops the tap from flowing the moment you want it. Can never, nothing can... If there's free flow, nothing can hinder it. You get If there's a free flow from that river, nothing can hinder it. The only thing can hinder it is if you block the tap. And the Holy Ghost wants free flow. What happens is that most of us, you only tap small. You see small dream. Ha, same dream. That's the end. Holy Ghost, like I want to rush in. What is, release your vessel. Open this tap to the fullest for me. Open it. Open this tap. Clean that vessel for me. Make ready the hole. Make ready this room. Make it ready. Mighty rushing wind. Mighty rushing wind. Mighty rushing wind. Ah. Peter fell into a trance when he went to Cornelius' house. God has shown Cornelius. They were, ready, they were ready for him. Peter was yet speaking. Holy Ghost now waits. Why? He saw they were ready. Holy Ghost does not, does not understand protocol. If I see you are ready, he will break into it. While they were yet speaking, the Holy Ghost did what? He invaded. He, Holy Ghost just needs you to be ready. He will invade. He just needs you to be ready. Invest, what we call invasion is we expanding ourselves for the Holy Ghost. He already wants to invade. As much as the Holy Ghost is a gentleman, guess what? He has one assignment. Fill them. Fill them. So his gentlemanliness ends. 
the moment he sees a man that is calling a, a man that is calling for him every day every day he's already at the corner <sighs> he's seen that you have put six stacks of boxes i can't i can't move freely now shoot this box today then you 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 use one leg to push small you will sense the move of the Holy Ghost. You, you have goosebumps. You say, and I felt the Holy Ghost today. And he was like, this one, okay, ni. Move this box out of the way. Move it. That's goosebumps you are seeing. You have no entire. Hey, goosebumps is not. Uh, please, we will go past goosebumps in this quest. You will go, you will, you will grow past goosebumps. You will move it out of the way. Why? Goosebumps, it's just you. You're just sensing the line of the spirits. It's just crossing into the you're just sending the breeze. It's like when you are standing outside the room and AC is blowing you. You have no enter. Whenever you have that thing, you press. You press again. You press again. When you think that you are even broken something, you press again. Because it's like a gift box. When you break one, that one is to be broken again. Until God is blowing your mind, until the things that you do not expect you are seeing. I do not even know. I just say, let me pray and they see. Oh, oh. I do not even pray for you. Like God just, I don't know, it's not me. See, the end goal of God using us is that we come to a place where we know that it's God's glory. Completely. It was not me. Oh. This one is not me. Oh. I just did this. It's God. Oh. This one, I could not have done this one. Because every man on earth must give the glory to God. And God's glory is not tiny trickles. It's not goosebumps. It's not. It's not goosebumps. God's glory is not that you are speaking the same tongues for three years. Eloma. God's glory is not that you are saying the king coma. Like you are saying the same tongues since the day you were born again. Uh-uh. God. Have you pressed? Have you waited? Have you pressed? Have you pressed? And let me tell you something in this room. Because as we close, let me just end this way. In this movie, you are not the star. In this movie called Life, you are not the star character. I need you to understand it. You are not the star character in this movie. 60 years from now, 80 years, all of us have gone. But guess who remains in this movie? Guess who remains in this movie? God's glory will find another generation. So the experiences that God has called you to, you better maximize it and press now. You better take advantage of the fact that God is in this generation. Because every day you are doing episode 2, episode 3 without God, episode 4, your series will finish. Every generation is just, you're not the star, you're not star girl. You're not the star of this movie, it's God's glory. That my glory will fill the earth. That my glory will fill the earth. Men will come to the knowledge of what? God said, I want all men to be saved. Why? And they should come to the knowledge of me. They should know who I am. Because we've not seen anything about God. We've not, we've not scratched the surface yet. Why are you okay? Why are you contented? Why are you contented? Why are you still sleeping? Why are you still sleeping? You've not encountered episode one of what the apostles went through. You are sleeping, you are snoring. You are in a movie, you are not the star. You are supporting actress. Because God is 
and, and God will always find men. Know your place. Know your place in this generation. Know your place. Know your place well. Edit your focus in this generation. Know your place. Because God has only called you to a journey. Learn of me. And that's why he gave us a lot of scriptures. To help us keep our minds at peace. Seek me first. Leave all that things. I want it to you. Leave it. But the goal is seeking God. That's the goal. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's the assignment. That's the assignment. And every other thing. Leave it. Let's wake up to the experiences. Let's wake up to power. Not for ourselves. That God will take that glory. We don't have to be seen. We don't see. Nobody has to see us. We just want to see it happen. Do you understand? We don't have to hold mic. You know, you see, God will not call everybody to the altar. You don't have to hold mic. But that I can see it happen. And I know that I was in the presence of God when it happened. I'm content. I have played my part. God is the star of this movie. God is the director. He's the producer. He's the lead actor. He only puts you to take your place. Let's just pray. See, there's no prayer point in this thing. I want to see you. I want to know you more. I want to experience your glory. I don't have excuse. My past is not an excuse. You are the one who makes ready. Help me to stay. Help me to stay. And it's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. Sometimes it feels like I don't have the desire. It's not too late. It's not you. He has written the script already. That's why he said, I'm the one who helps you to will. I'm the one who puts the passion. Just come. Show up. Ask me. Ask me for more. Learn of me. Sit with the Bible. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.